market. So a $600 pension 10, 15 years ago won't buy much of anything here today. And why the millennial generation is starting to give up because they can't afford to get a, a good job or own a house. A million Venezuelans voting uh, for this assembly saying it's actually less than three. It is. And people are going to start rioting in the streets. Was reported to have asked Putin for military support that would help him stay in power. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. And they ignore him. Eight more years goes by till Bernie himself finally admits to his sons, hey, I've been running a Ponzi scheme. Does its dominance mean it can use the alliance for its own ends? Since 1981, bond yields, also known as coupon rates, have just gone down and down and down. Federal Reserve note will be your biggest financial liability. We are live. RTD Live Talk. It is Wednesday night, the 18th day of the month of September, and I am running a little bit late, as you guys can see from the thumbnail. Had to put together a little artwork because I had a, a great question to put out there. And so from the very title of this stream tonight, will Jerome Powell be the last Fed chairman? And so I want to share my thoughts on that, but more importantly, get your thoughts and uh, discuss uh, the continuous uh, downward spiral of our monetary system with the uh, possibility of a different form of QE continuing or for tomorrow. And I uh, just uh, had a chance to watch his uh, Q&A afterwards. And of course, I'm waiting on that one person that's not a, uh, a authorized commentator or reporter or journalist to be in the audience and actually, you know, give them some real questions that they're probably thinking. But that being the case, we're going to talk about that tonight. And so as always, my name is Mike, the host of RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. There's a number above my head, 313-462-0027. Give me a call and let me know what's on your mind. Or if you got a quick comment or thought or you want to share on this matter, let me know. And then over here in the chat, if there's any new viewers just tuning in, definitely let me know where you're watching from and I'll definitely acknowledge your presence. It's always a blessing to be able to hang out with you guys in the evening. So it won't be long tonight, but I just want to get your thoughts on a couple things and uh, find out what's going on. And of course, it's official now from the video I did earlier that the U.S. has signed off on the fact that Iran is responsible for the oil attacks, uh, regardless of the, uh, the the Houthi, Yemenis, uh, rebels saying that they did it. You know, they put their hands up in the air and said, hey, we did it. We did it. But it doesn't look like the U.S. Uh, cares. They, are, they already had their uh, enemy picked out. So that been the case, let me see. We have Spirit King, we got JW or J Will, we got uh, Lartice who says, What's up? We got Scott Robinson, we got uh, Pilot X2000. Hey, Mike Excalibur, we got Jamaica. What's up, my friend? Uh, they did it again, yes, they did. Uh, Pass says, We won't live long enough to see the last fair chair. <laughs> so, I'm assuming you're implying war uh, is on the way. Um, Paula says, 53 billion out of thin air, yeah, and that's how easy it is, man. That is how easy it is. And the, the alarming part is it doesn't seem to really catch the attention of a lot of journalists, commentator, commentators, economists, investors, because they know that. And I'm, I'll be wondering, how is it that they can provide all these tools and eventually 
and the economists, apart from Jeffrey Gunlock, who says we got a 75% chance of recession between now and uh, 2020. And so I'm thinking like, okay, recession, you know, is, is baked into the cake, depending on how you measure it, because we're already currently in one. Just the, fair, just the very fact that Jerome Powell keeps talking about the economic slowdown. And so I'm thinking like if the economy, if the global economy is slowing down and you're cutting rates, that's an indication that things are becoming problematic. And the only time you've ever cut before is when a recession is in full bloom. So it doesn't take someone with a PhD to really put all the pieces together to, to see that they're responding to a global recession already. And they're doing their best, as Jerome Powell said, to keep this expansion going. So, yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else? We got low blood pressure. We got damn. I just got notified. Low blood pressure. You're not too late, my friend. We got ur 840 math. Uh, says, hey, everyone, to to war or not to war? That's the question. Very true. And so, <laughs> the war question within the next couple of hours. I'm assuming it's been signed off between uh, Saudi Arabia and the U.S. So now it's a matter of okay, does Trump strike first? Does the uh, does the military? Take action. I know we got, uh, you know, boots near, you know, we got boots in Saudi Arabia, I'm assuming, right on the coast, waiting on orders to strike. And then we got missile missile carriers everywhere surrounding Iran. So, uh, yeah. So the question I, I'm throwing out there tonight, will Jerome Powell uh, be the last Fed, is all subject to war. Because if we go to war, that buys him a little bit more time because uh, he'll have a reason to really begin creating more funny money as the government uh, looks to uh, fund a war. And I think, I, I forgot the actual amount, but I want to say we're in the trillions now on the fight against terror. And so it's going on t almost 20 years now. We've been fighting terror and terrorists and all, everything like that. And it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight because war is very profitable. So as Diana says, Mike, need to do a show on Frank Global currency hyperinflation before takeover by Sterling. Um, we're referring to the Swiss franc, I believe, and I definitely have to dive more into that, uh, to get a better understanding if we're talking about the same thing, because the Swiss franc, they're already in negative territory. And I read an article just recently how some of the government officials were criticizing a Swiss bank monetary policy saying it's starting to destabilize their economy. And so I wonder how can that destabilize the economy when it's paying people to borrow and borrowers are winning. The problem is those very public officials, those very same politicians, their money parked in the Swiss in the Swiss bank is being charged and they're losing. So I imagine that's probably destabilizing amongst other things. So Human First has seven trillion. Okay, that's a good number there. Sounds about right. And so we got uh, faces. Tim going to call in. <laughs> Says elite know that the economy is collapsing and they need a diversion. Very true. Trump's lords and paymaster, our so-called greatest allies, need their big distraction. Very true. And so um, I want to share a couple articles and find out. Answer the question uh, posed tonight. At this, at, at, as a as a question is worded, will Jerome Powell be the last Fed chairman? And so from the thumbnail. Um, I put together a part of that thumbnail a while back, so I'll actually pull it up. I'll pull it up now. Let me see here. And so I'll give you guys a little bit of something to look at as you're answering that question. So let me know in the chat. Thumbs up if Jerome Powell will be the last Fed chair, and thumbs down if he if there will be somebody after him 
assuming that he's able to continue to keep this expansion going because as you guys can, probably can't see, but as a part of the, um, his little timeline, I got Fed chairman 2018 to the collapse. And so his tenure, he has, you know, another term or not another term, but he has the length of president, uh, Trump. And so between remainder of this next coming year and the possible four years after that, I believe he's still holding down the ship. And so barring some type of uh, global systemic event that uh, would force Congress to address the problems that come from privatizing our money supply and everything that goes along with that, um, I, I think it's going to be hard for the Federal Reserve to keep uh, keep face and, and, and the fact that the world could be collapsing and they are just hyperinflate or they're just monetizing, printing, printing, printing to try to stabilize something, knowing that, you know, Debt creation has never really sustained anything for long periods of time. So he might be able to buy himself a year or two or three into the uh, full-fledged recession when it's publicly known and all the markets reflect it. But I think uh, the toolkit they have could keep him in office a little bit longer. So just looking at some of the thumbs up, I got thumbs up, thumbs up, I got a thumbs down. And so for those that have a thumb down, feel free now to share your opinion. Give me a call or let me know in the chat as to why you think he will not be. So will he see out his remaining of his term? Will the economy last long enough for him to not be forced out? Because a part of my opinion, I'll share that with you now, is that I'm going to share another article with you. <laughs> and so when, when I see stuff like this, where it says Trump hammers, oh, we got to call, so let's see how this goes. So I'm trying to do something different with my audio tonight. So let me see if I can... Let me see if somebody's there. Or maybe not. So give me a call back. I'm trying to improve the quality of the call-in portion. So give me a call back and I will uh, get you on here. But it says, Trump hammers Fed pile for lack of guts and vision on rate cut. And so President Trump, apart from just being blunt and outright bold and saying zero or negative, once he's, you know, he's not really clearly defined what zero and negative would mean other than keeping pace with other nations is already negative in the whole currency devaluation and weakening the dollar for the benefits of trade. Excuse me, Mr. Koth got me back. And so what I'm trying to figure out exactly is how much longer do you think President Trump will continue to put up this, you know, good guy? I guess he's a good guy. Jerome Powell's a bad guy narrative and, and just blowing up the Twitter scene because in this very article here, I'll thumb through it. Uh, his tweet here. <laughs> it's, well, yeah, like I'm so, and I listen, and listen to Jay Powell. He was saying that, you know, him and the FOMC committee, they're not influenced by political yada, yada, yada. I'm thinking like, uh, okay, definitely. You have to realize that you're being called out. Your family, the, the the very Powell name, you know, all your children, your if you got grandkids, you know, they're like, you know, granddaddy, why does this guy continue to call call you uh, no guts and a bonehead and all these things right here? So Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve failed again. And so, of course, a lot of people, thousands of people shared their thoughts on that matter. And so once again, I believe this is my personal opinion. If the economy globally continues to squeeze in on the U.S. economy. And what I mean by squeeze in is saying that other banks continue to respond by dropping rates at a faster pace 
because they're already, as Trump said, ahead of the curve because they're already negative 10%, negative a quarter. And so, you know, they about to start stimulus outright in the EU area. And so beyond Japan, the EU, and of course, China issues, Australia, they having a hell of problems over there. Uh, I appreciate my people in Australia that send me a um, updates on the, the, the ban on cash there. They're really looking to press a bill. Uh, they're looking to ram it through legislation over there to really enact the, the fact that cash will be, you know, out, outlawed at a certain amount. So keep an eye on that. But yet, there's only so much that pressure from the outside that can really cause more of a slowdown and hinder President Trump's narrative that he tweets out every two days or every 24 hours about his strong economy and his numbers. All-time high unemployment, all-time, all-time, this all-time stock, all this all-time stuff in the midst of demanding zero interest rates or negative. So, um, yeah, conventional finance is, is already out the door. In my personal opinion, I'll stop ranting in a minute, but the 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 the, the with the continuation of the dropping of rates and the additional tools that are now rolling out, you know, the repo aspect of being able to lend within a 24-hour period, it looks like three straight days now. As of tomorrow, I think $85 billion, if I'm not mistaken, is ready to be rolled out uh, for the financial dealers that need liquidity. And so I'm hearing all types of reasons as to why that is. And so, of course, I'll continue to dive into it more. But if you take a second here, let's uh, get a call. Let's see if we can get this thing going. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Tim, Colorado. Tim from Colorado. How you doing, my friend? Good. I don't know what's going on, Mike, but I've been having trouble reaching you for a while. I mean, I, I called two times before this. Yeah. And the other and the other night I called, it did the same thing. It says... I don't know, something about you're not available or something. Uh-oh. So, when, I, when I see a call and if I go to click on it and it drops, then I, I'm assuming the person hung up, whatever. So, uh, But, yeah, I got you here now, my friend. What's on your mind tonight? No, no, but, no, I'm letting you know it wasn't you. Oh, it wasn't me? Okay. Good you know, deal. I appreciate that. Some, you know, something's going on with the system, but I, I don't know what. But, anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. I want, I'm going to, you know, I'm the asshole from Colorado, Okay. <laughs> So I okay. want you to explain to everybody, what is a Ponzi scheme? What is a Ponzi scheme? A Ponzi scheme is... P-O-N-Z-I, yeah. Yeah, po- hold on one second. Somebody said the audio is low. Let me try to oh, increase the audio on my side. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Oh, it says audio is too low. So I'm trying something different. Let me know. It's hard to hear. Okay, let me... Uh... Oh, sorry, I can hear you good. I have a bad... But just so you know, I'm in an area that I have a bad signal. But it's all good. Let me... Let me try something different. Hello? I'm here. All right, so let me try. So I thought that would work, but it didn't. Let me see if I can get you a little bit better on this one. All right, go ahead now. Okay. You say, what's the definition of a Ponzi scheme? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's for you. Okay, so so what's the definition of a Ponzi scheme? A Ponzi scheme is um, an illegal, let me see, I don't know the official definition, but an illegal uh, scam or illegal activity that thrives upon the continuation of adding in new and deceiving new clients and stealing from them or whatever and keeping it going by continuing to bring in more uh, promising you know payouts and stuff like that Ponzi scheme so <laughs> that's my right. off, off the top of my head Ponzi just, scheme yeah yeah I'm just I'm just trying to get you to in uh, to educate 
all your listeners, yeah. which they probably already are, so they understand what a Ponzi scheme is. Yeah. Because you you tell me that the Federal Reserve is not a Ponzi scheme. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It, it, I mean, everybody kind of got an idea that, uh, you know, the, the, that the, it's a, uh, let me remove this. Everyone kind of has an idea that the Federal Reserve is a 106 year old uh, private institution. And it's, yep. it's, I would, I, I mean, if, I'm not sure if it falls under the definition of a Ponzi scheme because it's a legal entity. Now, now it happens to be, you know, problematic as far as it being legal, look, look, but it's legal though. Mike, yeah. Mike. You're using the term legal. Yeah. Okay? What is legal? It's what someone else, and don't take me as an asshole, because I am, but legal <laughs> is what someone else tells you what you can do. Very true. Correct? Uh, right. Okay. And we have common law. There's common law. Your natural innate don't aggress on other people. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And if there's no, if there's no victim, there's no crime. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm if there's no victim, there's no crime. Okay. That's right. I, I roll with that. <laughs> yeah. That's because you're a normal human being. Yeah. I, I can roll with that one. <laughs> yeah. You're the man, Mike. Well, Tim, hey, I listen, appreciate you, my you friend. Keep, yeah. You keep rocking on, okay? I will, buddy, man. Appreciate you're the you. man, and you're dead on. You're dead on. Teach it to everybody. All right, well. Teach them. Have a good night. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. See, I'm attempting to do something a little bit different with my audio, but it looks like it, the volume wasn't loud enough. So we'll keep it moving. But as always, let's keep on moving. What's going on out here? Let's talk some more. And so Mark says, the Fed will survive even if we do not, even if we all do not. They are the house and the house always wins. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's on the surface. That's what it, it looks like. But yet there's always, you know, there's always hope that between now and and the time this thing unfolds, that there'll be a movement of some kind amongst the people. You know, I believe that whenever there's complete pandemonium and chaos, there's usually, and don't, don't, don't quote me as this, but there's usually, history has shown that some of the best times to find true leadership is in the midst of chaos and destruction. And so from that, the people have an incentive to then become unified. In a sense that where if people are downright desperate and they know the truth as far as who the culprits are that's enslaved them and pretty much stolen all of their future, all of their capital and future prosperity, then I think it'd be easier for people to rise up now, whether or not, you know, that person turned out to be evil and crooked like all the other people who have abused their power and privilege. Um, you know, we'll see. But I'm not giving up completely. And so I'm curious, always curious to find out you guys, what you guys think about that. And so we got the capitalism is all about debt. It, it, it didn't start that way, 1K baby. To my knowledge, and based upon my little brief of history, brief knowledge of history, capitalism and capital, you needed capital, you needed funds. And before credit was the primary way of, 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 of funding things, People actually had to save up and utilize their savings for all types of activity in the economy. So it depended upon actual savings. But yet, those days are long gone. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, what's going on, Mike? This is uh, Kenny from uh, Pensacola, Florida. Kenny from Pensacola, Florida. How you doing, my friend? What's on your mind tonight? I'm doing well. I, I uh, yeah, used to call a couple months ago, and I see like, you 
leveled up. You, I see you on several doctors doing interviews and you know producing more content. So that's really really good, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. What's on your mind? Yeah, what you got? Uh, so, what you got for me? Yeah, I guess my, my question is like again um, about inflation and deflation. Mm-hmm. So you know when people get talking about this crisis, like do we do we thought like the Federal Reserve will allow deflation, meaning will the value of these precious metals go down? I was watching an interview also with this guy named Harry Dent. Mm-hmm. Like he believes he's talking about like silver going down or gold going down to seven hundred dollars. Like I, I find it hard to believe. I mean, I, 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 you know what I mean? And yeah. and you got other people like you know Peter Schiff that's saying that the Federal Reserve is not going to allow deflation. They're going to print and print and print until you know the price is right raised. Then they're not, they're not going to allow the stock market to go down. So I'm pretty much you know from you know, you're you're like engulfed in all this stuff and mm-hmm. talking to people. So what what do you think is going to happen? Great question. I appreciate that. So, in regards to Harry Dent, hey, and even talking to Paul about that, and so Paul, I mean uh, Harry Dent, a lot of those people position their viewpoints in a controversial type of way so that they can rise to the top as far as their own particular message. So Harry Dent, he's a, he sells newsletters, and so his primary product is his information based upon his platform that he's built up for himself as, as the one that's able and willing to throw out bold and outrageous claims like that with not much evidence. So the only thing I tend to listen to is the demographic stuff. I'm really interested in the demographic stuff from Harry Dent. Beyond that, his pricing on things, I think is kind of, you know, irrelevant at the end, at the end of the day, because with what the monetary policy, you know, implies there always needs to be more currency creation which it can only cause inflation eventually. So all this monetizing is going to hit the streets one day. And therefore, gold and silver have always held their value A, and they always prove to be great sponges to absorb the liquidity in all prior hyperinflations. Every single hyperinflation, gold and silver has always risen to the top as being a store of value. So whether it's 700 1500 I personally don't care or listen to Harry Dent. I just, as I always say, get your weight up. And so my belief is, it can't go much lower than the cost of bringing out the ground before miners decide to say, hey, let's shut this down, creating somewhat of a, of a, a metals crunch out there because silver and gold are needed still, even though they're used in different ways. But um, I think Harry Dent is just selling wolf tickets. And so as this QE stuff ramps up even more, of course, the stocks always grow up, go up. And so one thing I, I did want to mention is that I be I believe that this next round of QE officially announced, or whether it's announced officially or not, um, equity markets will go up. The housing market might continue to inflate a little bit, so all the current asset bubbles might get a second chance or a second run up, which could buy time to keep this expansion going. Therefore, metals and cryptocurrencies might take a little bit of a dip or just stay stagnant at their current prices now. So I can see more easing. Uh, causing all the institutional money to go back into the equities markets because they know they're going to get free money now. And so, like I said last night, those that borrow and know what to do with that debt money can prosper. So if you know you can borrow a cheap cost and, and flip it and, and, and add some on top of your stack, you wouldn't necessarily want to buy cryptos or, or gold for protection because you're using debt to your advantage. So uh, I don't see them dropping, but I can see them stagnating and staying where they're at for you know another year or two, depending on how long this QE thing lasts which to me is a great buying opportunity because the more QE comes into circulation, the less purchasing power you're going to have with your currency, but the more opportunity you'll have to get metal and, and to do some speculative investing in the, in the cryptocurrency market. So that's my thought. 
Okay, so so you're saying that you believe that the middles will have an inverse correlation to equities, and you're not too worried about the whole deflation thing where uh, gold will be an inverse to the dollar. No. So you, you, you're, yeah, so you, so you believe that when the equities will, when equities decide to go down, the money will go to precious metals, mm-hmm. not uh, the, uh, from equities to the dollar. Right. So when, when there when there's a correction or crash, metals will go up. When the QE starts officially, it's going to go into equities. It's going to go into all the traditional financial vehicles because think about it. All that borrowing is going to take place by hedge fund managers, the corporations with more corporate buy. I saw it today that Microsoft is buying $40 billion of their own shares back. So whether it's their money or not, you know, people are looking to buy their shares back to prop this thing up and to profit as executives are looking to get out before this thing corrects. So more debt will spur on the reinflating of more asset bubbles and probably create a couple more bubbles. I wouldn't mind, you know, some bubbles being created in the cryptocurrency sector myself, but you know, that's another story. But more money, more higher markets, less money, crashing and metals go up i believe and dollar go down and the dollar will go down yeah eventually yeah dollars go i mean the federal reserve note as it is in the long run is going to return to its intrinsic value what it does now you know the dixie the index so the trading dollar you know if europe continues to have issues the dollar can still go up because it's measured by six other currencies that are all problematic in themselves so the whole to trade the international dollar can gonna fluctuate. It's gonna get stronger and all that stuff like that. But our president don't want a strong dollar, so he's gonna be out there cussing the Fed out again, and the Fed gonna continue to drop. So yeah, this stuff is so crazy. Oh, but so, so, so you're saying that as far as the dollar, it will it, it could possibly raise against the other currencies, but the gold, the the value will be less. You can get more dollars with your gold. Uh, in a, in a nutshell. In a nutshell, because okay. think about it, like the euro right now is a little, it's a little weaker because of the dollar strength. Uh, with the, all the other currencies are also a little bit weaker, but yet look at the metals prices in those currencies. So in the EU, they just reached an all-time high in gold price at I think fourteen hundred euros or something like that. Recent, a more recent high, and then China. I just saw I posted a graph on uh, on my Facebook about China. Their currency is now reaching a relative a relative high in the renminbi. So you got all those countries and currencies outside this surrounding us that the currencies are going down, but metals are going up. It so happens that our currency is going up and metals has trickled up a little bit, but not, it, it hasn't been a, a, a divergence where the dollar goes up, metals go down and gold go up, dollar goes down. It's been somewhat even to where we're starting to see things that are not normal behavioral patterns yeah. that we can actually yeah, use the past to measure. So um, just my little two cents there. All right, my guy. I appreciate it. That's really good. Appreciate uh, you, man. Thanks for calling. Got me thinking now. Appreciate yeah. that. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, feel free to call in. Let me know your thoughts. It says, uh, let me see. What else you got going on? So I have looked through the portal. What else we got here? Bitcoin in your portfolio won't hurt. The dollar doesn't feel right, but most people trust it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even going to talk about cryptocurrencies to a high degree because it amazes me that people can be so, so anti-crypto as opposed to just looking at it as a speculative investing opportunity that if you throw some crumbs at it and you lose those crumbs, 
you know, you didn't put much in it, but yet you probably stand so much to gain just because a dollar will be depreciating and, and currency uh, appreciating. Hello, Carla. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hello, do you have me? Yes, how you doing? What, what's, your, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi. I'm, uh, I'm great, too. How you doing today, mate? I'm doing good, my friend. Uh, how you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Hi. Have you ever read the Trading with the Enemies Act? Tra tra trading with the Enemy? Trading with the Enemies Act. No, I have not. Shine some light on it for me. Uh, that would be something I think that you really need to read. Um, have you ever read a book by a gentleman by the name of Gustavus Meyer? Gustavus Meyer. The History of Great American Fortunes? Ooh, no. One second. Let me pull this up. So, Gustavus. Spell out Gustavus. Uh, Gus what? Gustavus? Gustavus Meyer. M-Y-E-R-S. Uh, he was, uh, I'll give you a little story about, he wrote um, in the muckraker age back at the turn of the century, wrote a book about how the country was really formed. The okay. financial interest, the, the new money, the piracy. Uh, you, All right, I'm trying by, to... Okay, go ahead and try and go. Okay, I see Gustavus Myers. Let me pull this up. So, no, I'm not familiar with him at all, but I appreciate you for putting me on some something to look into. And so give me a little bit of information on Gustavus Myers. Right, if you read that, and then uh, read the Trading with the Enemies Act. Trading with the Enemies Act. And you'll see how they have, have set up back in the 1930s with the shadow banking system, mm. which is all based on, A, the cappers, Mm -hmm. The certified financial annual financial report. Yeah, from each state union. Also, the um, the hypothecation, monetization, hypothecation. Yeah, of debt, and okay. that's really what's going on today. Is everything is being hypothecated out. Yeah, and they're leaving us the surety of that debt. Mm -hmm. So, if, if people say, I get a lot. I used to do a radio show. People used to ask me all the time. I you know, is the is the Federal Reserve privately held uh no it's not okay it's actually the federal reserve is actually completely controlled by the congress completely completely controlled by the congress okay now quick, quick question and so they're completely controlled by the congress via the federal reserve act legislation but yet when you look at the 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 owners in reference to where the the shareholders in each of the 12 branches does them having a good portion of shares into the bank as an entity themselves kind of give the, the the banking sector some rights and privileges as to, you know, the interest they earn on their reserves and things like that that gives them, quote-unquote, ownership, do you think? Well, it is a club that has privileges, but it is completely at the, at the behest of the U.S. Congress. Okay. The, the, the Federal Reserve can be eliminated tomorrow if the Congress would repeal the Federal Reserve Act. Yeah, and that sounds like something that would be. That, that sounds like that's definitely within the legal jurisdiction of the Congress. But we, but I, but we know that there are, a lot of the guys are already bought and paid for, so they wouldn't really get away with that or do that. It wouldn't even come across their, the forefront of their minds to do that, in my opinion. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you another book, a really great book to read. Okay. Uh, these are older books, but you know you're going to find the truth not in anything written in the last seventy five oh, years. Oh, definitely. Go way back, or you know, before the all the publishing houses started getting bought and they started to change history. Yeah. Okay. A lot of what we know about our monetary, 
um, the history of this country, particularly the monetary history of the United States, has all been changed over the last 75, you know, 80 years. Yeah, yeah, but I do agree. A, a gentleman by the name of Richard Pettigrew, he was the first senator from the state of, of uh, South Dakota. Richard, spell the last name. Richard, Richard Pettigrew. Pettigrew is a P-E-T, Pettigrew, uh, Pet. His book is called Triumphant, Triumphant Plutocracy. Ooh. Okay. I got Pet Richard Pettigrew right here. And so let me see. You got a couple books here. Uh, let me see. Richard Pettigrew, professor, Bristol, University of Bristol People. Okay. Shine some light on his, shine a little light on what his message was and some of his, uh, some of his background. Oh, if you want to know, if you think our system is corrupt, uh, he wrote, he really wrote a tell-all book being a congressman and senator mm -hmm. from South Dakota of just all of the absolute graft, everything from the railroad interest to the steel interest, yeah. and how over they, when you read these books, you realize nothing really has changed. They've been pulling this fraud on us since the beginning. Mm, okay. They're recycling. They're they're putting us through the rinse. Yeah, we don't know it. So we so, think that this is something unique, but they've done this over and over again. Yeah. Hey. And, uh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. There's nothing new it, under the sun. It's done a different way. The reason why I bring these these books up, if you understand the game, mm -hmm. then you'll understand how to place your bet. Mm, I like that. If you understand the game, you know how to place your bet. Oh, okay. That's a good one, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, so tell me, so you say you, you, used, you used to have a talk show, or you still do, or what? Uh, you know, you're dropping knowledge tonight. I appreciate that. No, no, that was years ago. I used to do a, a finance show mm -hmm. on, uh, uh, internet, on internet radio. Okay. And, uh, but, you know, life, I'm, I own a business, and I just focus on that. Yeah. Now, but, okay. You know, I watch you and other guys, and um, I... I I see a lot of people still talking about like the Jekyll Island thing. Yeah. Which is all just, that's all a problem. One second. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate you calling. Got a couple of people I want to get on here, but thank you for calling in and definitely sharing those two gentlemen there. Gives us all something to check into further. So I appreciate it. If your readers read it, I think they'll, they'll definitely get an inside an inside glimpse that they never realized they could have. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Definitely. I will check it out. I appreciate that. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, good stuff, man. I love learning new things. And so the good thing is these two gentlemen here that were referred to us as recommended uh, reading uh, material books, uh, definitely, if, I think if you go to Google, Google Books, you type in these gentlemen, gentlemen's names, you might find some free publications from them, which will definitely shine light on it. I, I do enjoy going through the archives and reading old newspapers, and I've actually read a lot of good books um, on lawful, you know, lawful money. And I was actually researching lawful money uh, before we got online as well as doing that artwork. But yeah, using a narrative of lawful money, if people really knew the history of the words lawful money, and really did their homework into the words lawful money, you'll see how we've been duped uh, in a much deeper way and how uh, they've replaced lawful money for fiat currency. But last call for this evening. Hello, caller. What's your name and where you calling from? Omnibone, your chat room. Omnibone from the chat room. How you doing, my friend? 
I'm fine. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Appreciate your calling. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to answer something. Okay, and go ahead. I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take full credit for it, mm -hmm. but when I heard it, it made sense, and it comes from Cliff High. Okay. He said that older, the older generations, I'm going to say three-quarters of Generation X to all baby boomers, mm -hmm. have a physical, a very physical attachment to money, meaning they're going to also want that physical, anything physical, they can believe in. Mm -hmm. Whereas you have a lot, you know, a few Gen Xers, all, damn near all millennials and babies, you get on Fortnite and they put more value in gold than they would a piece of gold. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where the difference is and, and why it's hard for so many older people to even grasp it. Think of it like this, when the internet first came out, mm -hmm. or any time when old people, you know, you, they see the kids doing something new, ah, oh, look at them, you know, it's, it's always some kind of hate. Mm -hmm. When the internet first came out, they hated it. Now most old people are on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> very true. They'll get, trust me, when the time comes, <laughs> they're going to buy. Yeah. They'll get used to using, they'll get used to using Bitcoin. Yeah. One thing I can tell you, it'll be quicker and easier for people to just download an application mm -hmm. than for the government to figure out how to chunk down pieces of gold. Yeah. yeah. If they're gonna back if they're gonna have to back their currency with gold, guess what? They can't distribute that to the people. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Hey, I do agree. I mean that's a great point, my friend. And I like how, you know, you said that older generation are used to something physical, the younger generation are used to the cash apps used and to all Fortnite. types of. They're used to Fortnite, man. Yeah. Just, just you, just say that as a blanket statement, and yeah. anybody will get it. It's now, digital, you know. Everything's digital. Yeah. Watch this. I was talking to um, uh, Mark Moss, the gentleman I had on the show, and he was saying how that statement of Fortnite is re very true because he's saying there's a skin in the game that went for thirty three thousand dollars. So somebody wow. paid $33,000 for a digital piece of equipment to use within that very same game. And I'm thinking like, damn, like 33 racks and for... And guess what? He yeah. can't take that He can't take that 33000 mm -hmm. and guarantee that in 20, 30 years, it's going to be still valued at that. Right. But right. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, I can tell you, the supply is going down. Mm -hmm. The demand will increase in yeah. that price will dramatically rise yeah I, I i do believe that and so that's why i was mentioning prior to you calling about you know me not really going back and forth with people saying bitcoin this is that whatever you have nothing you have very little to lose if you throw in some crumbs but you got a lot to gain when it appreciates because it's going to appreciate nominally as a reflection of the currencies being devalued so every fee every fiat currency right now that's having issues in that country, Bitcoin has probably reached all-time highs already, and people are scrambling to try to get some in those countries. Venezuela, to Argentina, Zimbabwe, South Africa, they're all going through issues, and Bitcoin prices steady going up. So them crumbs, double, triple, quadruple, and you put very little into it. So that's, yeah, I, I'm not going to argue that point anymore, but yeah. It's Don't, amazing, yeah. right? <laughs> you got so many of these nations that are starting to get into the theory of blockchain and cryptocurrency. Yeah. And you still have so many people 
that doubt was right in front of their face. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I Bible, appreciate that, man. A lot of people will perish due to the lack of knowledge. Take time, spend $10. I'm pretty sure everybody that doubts it has at least bought a lot of tickets, gave a bum <laughs> ten, you know, gave 10 bums a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> if you can do that, you can afford to, to possibly invest in yourself yeah. and just be and just be ignorant. Yeah. That's all it is, is ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I appreciate the wisdom and knowledge, my friend. Appreciate you calling in, boss, man. Yeah, man. Have a good one, yeah. man. Thank you, you for the show, man. I appreciate it. Thank all you. Right. All righty. That is it for this evening, people. It's been fun, as always, hanging out. And so, yeah, I'm going to keep it at that. Um, what else we got going on? So we're about to dial back. It's uh, over 40 minutes. And so I wanted to leave you a last thought. Give you something to look at one last time. And so this whole little visual aid here, Federal Reserve Chairman. Look at the Federal Reserve chair, Chairman and Chairwoman since 19... Early 50s, give or take. We got uh, William Martin, who was the very first gentleman in this graph here. And look at the trend in the interest rates uh, or the... The rate, the cost, the borrowing cost of currency up until Paul Volcker's inflationary environment of all-time highs. And then ever since Paul Volcker and that last 1980 inflation, they've been on a borrowing binge, the government referring to the government. And on, a, on that borrowing binge, as they borrowed more, the cost of borrowing has gone down and down and down to where we're at the point now where we're, you know, a point and three quarters away from zero. And so I put this star right here next to Jerome Powell's ear to represent the moment we go to zero because Jerome Powell even mentioned, you know, that lower zero bound is not something we want to stay at. We're going to use our tools before we actually look to go negative. But yet, in case we hit a recession, um, you know, negative is something that we want to try to avoid. So we're going to use all our tools. So they're going to try to QE themselves out of having to go to zero. But unfortunately, EU, China, and everybody else, they're already you know, convinced that negative is the way to go. So Jerome Powell won't have a job if he doesn't go negative because Trump will do something to make sure he gets this guy up out of here so that it doesn't mess up his economic recovery and his economic expansion that he is taking credit for. So Jerome Powell will not make it through uh, Jerome, uh, if President Trump wins this next election, Jerome Powell will not be present. And that's my opinion, and hold me to, hold me to that one. So, with that being the case, everybody, it's been great hanging out this afternoon or evening, rather, evening on the East Coast, middle middle of the day on the West Coast, if you're out there. And as always, if you guys enjoyed the back and forth, don't be afraid to donate a thumbs up to the channel. Hit that button right here and give us a thumbs up. Or if you didn't enjoy it, give it a thumbs down. Either way. By pushing it, you you know you committing something. So I appreciate that. And as always, make sure you guys get your weight up. SD Bullion Coin is still available, the RTD Coin rather, and as well as Cash Code. All that stuff is beneath this video if you guys are interested. And share this video if you find it informative. Because once again, this is information you won't get on Fox News. And I mentioned earlier about be leery of the information you receive from a person that reads from a teleprompter, because they are reading a predetermined script. That's designed, and it's called TV programming. So they're TV, pro, they're programmed to tell you what they want you to hear. And unfortunately, a lot of people believe it. So, yeah, I try to speak from off the cuff as best I can. And hopefully, you know, I'm making sense in some form or fashion. But enough of me. I'm tired of ranting.
Be blessed, be safe. Have a good evening. Peace.